To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. No, I probably had COVID like 74 times. I have no clue and I don't care. Everybody liked Blanche. Because Blanche was a pig who took it. Did you smell your poop? Did you learn anything? Did you read about the dog story? Who the is my ex-girlfriend who I despise calling me? A lot to blame on the news. It's a lot to blame on Anthony Fauci, that Italian leprechaun. Almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go yourself. Hey, here, positive sarcasm.com. We're here from the Spare Pump Studio. Positivesarcasm.com. Slash donate any amount is appreciated. If you want to contact me directly, go to positivesarcasm.com. Click on the contact section. Um, you can find me through social media, Instagram, Facebook, Gab, AI, Minds, whatever. It's fine. Uh, that's one way to do it. Wisdom. Um, however, if you just want to go forget all that, you can email me directly. Positivesarcasm at outlook.com. Just put the subject matter, and I'll go ahead and check that out for you questions comments whatever you got uh posing music for bodybuilders movie reviews all that stuff you can find directly on my website um what else we got going on oh nothing just getting ready for some other stuff okay so yeah i want to talk about the project veritas thing today and then i wanted to go ahead and get to some q a uh quick observation life life observations i was getting groceries this weekend um i saw this 90 year old couple i mean they were old, you know, like legit old, not like, oh, in their 70s or maybe in their 80s, but still spry. Like, no, like legit 90 years old. Like the guy gets out of the car, slowly goes to the passenger side and helps his wife get out of the car. That type of old. Um, now, what kind of car were you? What kind of car would they be getting out of? Like a 1986 Dodge Aries, you know, or, you know, like. Maybe it was some type of ugly wagon or, or a Ford Edge, you know? No, neither of those. Not a Ford Edge. Not a black Lincoln Continental with grandpa tires like mine. Not a Tesla or a Prius. They basically got out of a rally car. Um, what kind? Well, I'll show you a picture because I, I found it. It's essentially the exact same one. It was a late 2000s. Subaru STI blacked out so this couple that could barely stand got out of this car I'm like oh this is interesting I mean this definitely piqued my interest for sure I mean like like huh like I wasn't expecting that first of all cool strafing them through the grocery store strafing with them like just what are they what are they doing here what's the what's their motive this is just a couple old people who who drive a fucking car with more horsepower than mine. Going up to the grocery counter. Going up to the, the, the deli counter. Do you have any pumpkin pie? Fucking, like, yelling it. And then after it's all over, being old, they get into a full throttle stick shift. And just roll out of the parking lot. Just like, amazing goes to show you it's just like you can't 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know what Grandpa was up to, but um, you know, he's still doing the damn thing. I think it's kind of badass. I mean, is that my first choice of car? No, but I just, I just, I didn't expect it. Didn't expect it. So, cheers to you, Grandpa. So, um, that was just a quick observation. I, I really, I want to dive in completely into this Project Veritas story about the principal or assistant principal in Connecticut. I gotta, I gotta read this thing. So, let's take our time, go through this, and, and you film, you get this opinion for yourself. So, let me get, let me get this out of here. All right. So, Project Veritas, you don't know, is a journalistic organization uh, headed by James O'Keefe. All right. Now, this one, this situation was based out of Connecticut. So, they do a lot of hidden camera stuff because nobody's going to admit to this shit, uh, you know, publicly. So, they set up a lot of hidden camera um, type, like, they go on, like, dinner dates or whatever, and they see these people in bars, they videotape them, and they get them to essentially... I guess I would hope spill their guts and then once they spill their guts they then confront them in public and these people um, they act as if they are they feel like they got caught red-handed and they they do everything they they walk away they run away they call the police in this instance the police was called so here it here let's just go through this whole thing so a greenwich greenwich connecticut which is an expensive tax bracket the assistance the assistant principal's hiring discrimination ensures subtle child indoctrination which is a claim you don't hire catholics because they are more quote conservative progressive teachers are savvy about delivering a democratic message okay now there are such things there are such laws such as equal opportunity employment we don't discriminate, and I believe also in New Hampshire, just as they do in many other states, including Connecticut, you do not disregard somebody as a possible new hire based on their race, religion, creed, sex, all that, all, all, you know, all that juicy stuff. However, Jeremy Boland, an assistant principal at Cost Cobb Elementary School, uh, his quote was, believe it or not, the open-minded, more career, I'm going to go through this whole fucking thing. Believe it or not, the open-minded, more progressive teachers are actually more savvy about delivering a democratic message without ever having to really mention politics. Boland, so it's subtle. They, they, teachers hire, I say, the teachers I hire will never say, oh, this is a liberal or democratic way of doing things. They'll just make that the norm, and this is how they handle things. It's an elementary school. It's subtle. That's how you get away with it. Boland, the conservative teacher who is stuck in her ways, I will never be able to fire I'll never be able to fire that her, and I'll never be able to change her. So I make an impact with the next teacher I hire. I don't know if it was supposed to say fire or hire, but... Boland, Protestants in this area of Connecticut are probably the most liberal. But if they're Catholic, conservative. You don't hire them. Boland, if someone is raised hardcore Catholic, it's like they're brainwashed. You can never change their mindset. What I'm saying, these are basically quotes that were recorded from the assistant principal, Boland. For one position, I had, I think we had 30 applicants. So out of all those applicants, I don't think I interviewed anybody over the age of 30. The older you get, the more set you are in your, more set in your ways. 
the more conservative you get. Connecticut law section 46-660B1 specifically bars discriminatory employment practices. A violation occurs if anyone refuses to hire or employ people because of the individual's race, color, religious creed, age, sex, gender identity, or expression. So, Project Veritas released this video, it was on August 30th, in a newly launched education series uh, exposing a senior official at a prominent public school. Okay, so Jeremy Boland, who serves at Costco Elementary, assistant principal, was recorded bragging about how he oversees the hiring of teachers who will disseminate progressive political ideas in the classrooms. Okay, Boland, you're teaching, and this is between Boland and an undercover journalist. You're teaching them how to think. That's it. It doesn't matter what they think about. It's They think about it in a more logical, progressive way. That becomes their habit. Veritas journalist. So you kind of like gear them to think in a more liberal way. Boland. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, the open-minded, more progressive teachers are actually more savvy about delivering a democratic message without having, having to mention politics. The school administrator noted that it is difficult to terminate an employed teacher, so his focus is on who to onboard next. Boland. Remember that teacher I was talking about before? The 40-year-old? I'll never change that teacher. Veritas journalist. You're what? Boland. I'll never be able to change that teacher. Veritas journalist says, which one? Boland, the conservative one, who is stuck in her ways. I'll never be able to fire her. I'll never be able to change her. So I'll make an impact with the next teacher I hire. So my instinct for hiring, I've hired maybe four or five people. They're pretty good. Veritas journalist, okay. Boland, so that's where I make my impact. He explains to the Veritas journalist how the teachers he hires will advance his political and ideological objectives. Boland, so it's subtle. They, the teachers I hire will never say, oh, this is a liberal or democratic way of doing this. I'm just going to repeat it because I want to go from the beginning of the article down to the bottom. Uh, they'll, it's a liberal democratic way of doing this. They won't say that. They'll just make that the norm. And this is how we handle things. It's subtle. Veritas journalists. And that's how you get away with it? Boland, that's how you get away with it. Veritas journalist. And how do you make sure the parents don't find out? Boland, they can find out so long as you never mention the politics of it. The assistant principal is clear about how he judges uh, a prospective teacher who sympathizes in a hypothetical scenario with parents during the interview process. The Veritas journalist. Okay, so someone sides with the parents. Someone sides with the parent. Then what? Boland. You let them explain, and then you move on to the next question. Veritas journalist. But eventually, what is the outcome of that? Boland. They don't get the job. Now, goes on to the article. Transgender ideology in school was also an issue discussed in the video. It has been a controversial topic, especially amongst parents in recent years. On this matter... Boland affirms that any teacher who refuses to acknowledge a child's gender preferences has no place in his elementary school. Quote, so if you have someone, a teacher, who is a hardcore religious or hardcore conservative, they probably will say something detrimental to the effect, well, I don't think kids have enough knowledge to make the decision about gender identity at this age. Boland says, quote, you're out. You're done, he concluded. Boland admitted to the Veritas journalist that he discriminates against potential hires based on our religion. Boland. Quote, I'm not a huge expert on religion, but Protestants in this area of Connecticut, that's Greenwich, are probably the most liberal. But if they're Catholic, conservative. 
Veritas Journal. So what do you do with the Catholics? If you find out someone is Catholic, then what? Roland. We you don't hire them. Veritas journalists. So you would so would you ever hire a Catholic then? Boland. No, I don't want to. Because if someone is raised hardcore Catholic, it's like they're brainwashed. You can never change their mindset. You so when you ask them to consider something new, like a new opportunity, or you have to think about this differently, they're stuck, just rigid. The elementary school administrator goes on to say that he discriminates against older individuals as well. Quote, I need younger teachers. So base, so because Greenwich pays very well, you get teachers from other districts who have been there for a long time. They want to come to Greenwich. But if they're older, I'm not allowed to do that. I can't tell them I'm not interviewing you because you're older. I just don't interview them. So for one position, I think we had 30 applicants. So out of those applicants, I don't think I hired, I interviewed anybody over the age of 30. It's because sometimes the older you get, the more set in your ways, the more conservative you get. Okay, so that's the entire article in its entirety. So based on, uh, this is, okay, blah, 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 okay. So based on, let's see up here, Connecticut law, section 46A, 60B-60B1, specifically bars discriminatory employment practices. Violation occurs if it refuses to hire employee or employ people because of the individual's race, okay, color. So in this case, what was violated? Individual's race, no. Color, no. Religious creed, yes. Age, yes. Sex, no. Gender identity or expression, no. Not necessarily. However, two of these items were, according to him, absolute. If he does the hiring practices, then he's absolutely violated Connecticut law, this specific section. Now, is the question is, is this just, is this just one assistant principal in one specific town, in one specific school, or are there multiple types of this? Because this seems to be a growing trend in schools, a much growing trend in, in elementary schools where you get the kids early, in middle schools, in high schools, and then in college where you really indoctrinate the shit out of them. And that's where you've seen most of the violence lately because, you know, elementary school kids don't commit violence. College students commit violence. So if you want them to commit the most amount of violence, you got to get them early. Now, what should be done in this scenario? So if you have somebody who is violated, now, this person is, what can possibly happen from this scenario? Um, if a person basically violates Connecticut school law and is an employee of the school and of the school district, that makes, well, first of all, it makes him subject to possible termination. And it also makes the school itself subject to a massive lawsuit. All one um, student or one parent has to do is pick up the phone, call a civil liberties uh, lawyer or an employment lawyer or what have you, and say, I want to file a lawsuit against them due to this reason. And they're fully, because they're, because they're taxpayers of the community, they have every right to do so. They, there's no waiver at all. If it's a private school, I don't know, but this is not a private school. This is a public school. It, it just happens to be in an expensive area. 
So they're not hiring these teachers. It's all out in the books. Now, what is what else can happen from this situation? Well, I mean, a major review. I think that um, they actually there was a, 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 a what do you call it? Um, a statement put out by let me find this actually really quick. A statement put out by the school board regarding the situation. Let me see if I can find this. Everybody's talking about it right now too. This is uh, WS12 Connecticut. Follow-up coverage, Cobb School Assistant Principal. Classes begin here tomorrow, but their assistant principal, he will not... Okay. Classes begin here tomorrow, quote, but their assistant principal, he will not be with them tomorrow. Ouch. So there's a follow-up coverage regarding his employment status. So they're absolutely in damage control right now. Um, let's see. Tony Jones of the Greenwich Public Schools. So Tony Jones, I guess, is the superintendent. So Dr. Tony Jones, superintendent of schools for this area. August 31st, dear uh, GPS, <clears throat> Greenwich Public Schools, the following is an update regarding the viral video that contains footage of an administrator at Coscob School. Immediately, the staff member was placed on administrative leave. Once again, we do not support any opinions that promote... Actually... Let me just see something here. Yep. Let me go back to that. Let me just make sure. Uh, once again, we do not support any opinions that promote discriminatory hire practices based on race, religion, gender, or in, uh, in any way, age in any way. And we want to remind our community that our curriculum is, and policies and procedures are strictly enforced by our board. Sincerely, Dr. Tony Jones, Superintendent of Schools. Okay. So, that guy is on administrative leave pending further investigation, which is not going to look well for him. Now, the... I believe... Um, okay. Yep. So, everybody's talking about it right now. Assistant principal discriminates against hiring Catholics, hopes to ensure students vote Democrat in the future. It's like a whole fucking blah, 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 blah. Um... Everybody's tweeting about it. Everybody's tweeting about it. Project Veritas. Yeah, did I just read that. Update. Ooh, what's this say? This is an update. Um, LinkedIn Jeremy, Jeremy Boland. Looks like a fucking asshole, too. Oh, he deleted his LinkedIn account. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Oh, I'm going to send a clap for that. Um, and then he went, they went to confront him at a restaurant and then a bunch of cops showed up and said, you have to get off the property or we're going to arrest you. Uh, this is okay. Government. Um, okay. Government Ned Lamont of the state of Connecticut recently just put out a uh, thingy today, August 31st, governor Ned Lamont today released a, a following statement regarding hiring practices at local school districts. Quote, discrimination of any kind has no place in Connecticut, especially in our public schools. This is not aligned with our Connecticut values. What the hell are Connecticut values? The Connecticut State Department of Education is aware of the incident and has been in contact with Greenwich Public School administrators and currently is currently and is monitoring the situation's progress, whatever that means. Um, and then, of course, the following comes up immediately the staff was placed on administrative leave you don't know what administrative leave is it's basically you are suspended pending 
investigation, but you still continue to get paid. So he's going to continue to get paid until the investigation is complete. And then this guy's probably going to get shit canned. Uh, massive press conference happening right now at Costco Elementary School, probably because many, many parents are fucking bullshit right now. That was at 6.18 p.m. Uh, on Thursday, on Wednesday, excuse me. And then, yeah, principal paced on administrative leave. Wow, that's fucked up, dude. That is so fucked up. You know, people are going to be fucking flipping their shit. There's going to be a lot of uh, uh, journalists and, you know, people on YouTube talking about this. Um, like Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore is probably going to be all over this shit. Russell Brand's probably going to be all over this shit. But then again, what do you do in this scenario? I mean, everybody else is going to be, I mean, the hiring practices are already in. So what do you, what are these other people going to do at this point? I mean, a massive lawsuit. I, the question is, the question is, this is part one. So what does Project Ver, Veritas have in store? And the question is, is they're recording people doing this? I mean, what do, what ramifications do the um, person who's being recorded have? That's the question. Like, what what do they have for... Yeah, what do they have for ramifications as far as, you know, suing Project Veritas? I'm, I don't, I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question. I know that if you're a private figure, um, then you don't, you have recourse, but I don't, in this scenario, he is a private figure, but I don't know how it stems, but that, that I'll put that aside. Um, essentially he did admit to, um, I don't know if it's a crime or a bait, essentially, well, it is. It's a law, right? Uh, let me look, let me scroll down. Let me go back to. Is that a law? Uh, Connecticut law. Yeah, so it's Connecticut law. So it's discriminatory hire practices. It is illegal. It is a crime in the state of Connecticut, uh, as it is with many, many, many other states. Uh, whether they're blue states or red states, it doesn't matter. Connecticut is a blue state, but. Yeah, 100% illegal. I don't know if that's a felony or a misdemeanor or whatever, but um, let me actually look up this state law. I'm going to go ahead and let's see. Let's go to DuckDuckGo, which I think I need I need to switch from this. Lodge. Um, okay. Pregnancy means pregnancy? Huh? This is not the one I'm looking for. Human rights discriminatory practices is section 46A. Okay. For okay, for any employment agency, except in the case of a bona fide occupational qualification or need to fail or refuse classify properly, employment otherwise discriminate against any individual because of the individual's race, color, creed, blah, 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 blah. Present, past history, or mental disability, intellectual disability, learning disability, physical disability, including but not limited to blindness or status as a veteran. Uh, for any person, employer, laborer, or employment agency to discharge, expel, or otherwise discriminate against any person because such person has opposed any discriminatory employment practice or such person has filed a complaint or testify or assisted proceeding under 40 cent. For any person, whether employer or employee or not, um, declared to be discriminatory for any person. Or, yep, 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 yep. As far as like punt, like, 
the severity of the crime. It doesn't... I mean, I could go through this all day long, but... Okay, so... Oh my god, this is fucking insane. Um... Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to find it. But yeah, it's it's an abs it's absolutely it's not a violation, it's an actual crime um that he's essentially admitted to be part being a part of or a d doing. So the question is how how far can the class action lawsuit that you know is to come? How long is this going to how, how much actual evidence is there? Now, it says like um this is part 1. So, I'm assuming there's a part two coming out. And what's that going to entail? Who are they going to come with next? You know what's crazy is like, you go to Project Veritas's website. Um, this is part one. And then you can be an undercover journalist. I mean, wow. It's so, I'm just, I'm baffled. Like, what kind of a shit bag does Jeremy Boland is? Let me look him up. Let me go to let me go to LinkedIn. Let me go to LinkedIn see if I can find this guy. Link LinkedIn. LinkedIn.com. Well, go to fucking LinkedIn dog. Let me see here. Um, are you looking for a job right now? No. Um, let me see. Let me get rid of this. Goldman cuts COVID rules and RTL. That's pretty cool. Snap. Oh wow, look at all these freaking layoffs latest. Companies making cuts. Snap to cut one fifth of workforce. That's fine. All right, so Jer I'm sure plenty of people have Jeremy, B-O-L-A-N-D, Jeremy Boland. Let me see if I can find him. <laughs> uh, positive youth, retail manager at Walmart. Okay, so yeah, these two guys, the one who made, he was the founder of Positive Youth, he's cool, leave him alone. And Jeremy Boland, who's a retail store manager at Walmart, leave this guy alone too. They're just working hard. Um, let me see. So I think I think he um, deleted his Twitter account. Oh wait, no, no, that's not him. Never mind. I almost jumped the gun. Like oh my god, no. So he did. He deleted. He deleted his LinkedIn account. Um, so yeah, there's that. That's a dude's in a fucking shitload of trouble though. That's for sure. Imagine that. Like you're, imagine just like you sent, you, you, you're raised, um, you know, you're a certain age or you're raised a certain way and you just want to send your kid off to public school so they can get a standard education. Um, and then you find out that this is the hiring practices. You know, I, I I'm, I'm not, obviously I'm not like a full-time parent here. Um, but that. You, you spend all day just going to work, dealing with that bullshit at work, coming home, put, trying to put a life together and a family together at home. And then you just send your kid off to school. And it's like you assume that when you send your kid off to school, things are just going to be fine. And then you find out this is the shit that's, that's, being ta that's actually happening when they go to school. And this is the hiring practices of the teachers and just so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, I'd probably lose my shit too. I'd probably fucking send my kid to a different school. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, the first thing I would do if I was a parent, I'd absolutely 100% would contact a lawyer. 
immediately. That's the first thing I do. Contact the lawyer and start a lawsuit. And that's it. I would just essentially financially burn the Greenwich school system down to the ground. No, and I'm sure that's taking place right now. I'm sure there's some civil liberties uh, lawyers and some employment uh, attorneys, and there's a bunch of teachers or f teachers that teacher candidates that wanted to get the role, but apparently not gonna. They're gonna be speaking to attorneys right now. It's gonna be an absolute shit show. So, first of all, shout out to Project Veritas and James O'Keefe and his team for putting this together. It's that's insane. That's absolutely insane. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. You can, um, if you want to contact me, you can uh, email me directly, positivesarcasm at outlook.com. And uh, if you just want to go through my website, you can hit me up at the contact section. Also, FYI, anybody who had uh, who filed for class action settlements, Dominion National, Kroger, and Black & Decker have all sent checks in the mail. So check your... Uh, Check your mailboxes if you have some class. If you're into this whole class action lawsuit thing, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to topclassactions.com and go through the top settlement lists and go through view all settlements and go through all of them. You'd be surprised what you know. Just a few a, a few minutes out of your day, what will reveal to you and and uh, money that comes back to you. You, you would. You'd be surprised. And if you just keep at it, you check it once a day, and you spend one to two minutes a day doing it, you know, every couple months you'll get a few checks in the mail, and you'll be able to really, uh, you know, pay for that overpriced fuel for sure. Anyways, let's go ahead and close up shop with some Q&A, and we got to get out of here. I got to, you know, I'm basically out of here uh, tomorrow evening, so. And I'm also exhausted, but I'm always exhausted. So let's move on. Should I can is uh, courtesy of dig.com. Should I continue to ignore my friend's frequent racist comments? A couple of years ago, we relocated and started hanging out with some of our new neighbors. We embraced them. We embraced one couple in particular and spent a good deal of time with them. It was after we developed the friendship that issues arose. Quote, Linda is a bigot. She talks down about black people, Mexicans, Asians, you name it. She wasn't like this initially, but her derogatory references have been increasing lately. I guess as she's gotten more comfortable around us. We are opposite political persuasion, but never discuss politics or religion. And I certainly don't want to open that can of worms. Okay. I find my side of our friendship fraying as I become more and more bothered uh, by the references to migrants, immigrants, and people of color. But I usually don't respond. The, lo the look on my face when she drove up my driveway one day to warn me that a carload of unprintable racial slurs are coming around the bend gave me away, however. Because we became friends before she exhibited this kind of behavior, I don't want to terminate our friendship, our relationship, excuse me. For now, I act like a duck and try to let her co comments roll off, uh, roll like water off of my back. But I don't know how I can keep it up. Any suggestions? Um, so I'm going to leave it like, I'll, I'll leave it to you like this because I, I don't, I've never met Linda and I've never met this writer. I'll leave it to you like this. If you are around people that make you uncomfortable, that you don't like, that you don't enjoy your time, that enjoy and don't enjoy your, 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 your well-earned time with, or that you feel just, um, you know, 
set you back in anyways or even just people that annoy you you just stop hanging out with them you stop talking to them you just cut yourself off from them because in just in general people who are a bore people who are annoying people who uh make your day harder make your day less enjoyable you just stop hanging out with them doesn't matter if they're racist doesn't matter if they're uh, a, a bigot it doesn't matter if it just matters or or boring or 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 have you know gingivitis doesn't matter if they are people that you don't want in your life you just stop hanging out with them family or not well family you usually give them a longer news to hang themselves with but for the most part if you don't want to hang out with these people you just stop doing it okay if you don't think they're coming if, if there's absolutely in your mind no ifs ands or buts these people just annoy you and they don't do you any good you stop talking to them and that's pretty much it move on to the next one should i call out my former boss for urging me to follow jesus my boss sent me this after i quit good morning jane good morning julia i wasn't working on our i wasn't working on your last day and didn't get a chance to thank you for your time with us i sure appreciate you staying your last few weeks with an employee slash boss relationship i am limited on things i can talk about well I'm not your boss anymore. I'm someone who cares very much about you. I pray for you quite regularly. I know by the messages you have on your vehicle that you might not think that matters. Oh, Jane, it does. Satan is real. So very real. I can agree with that. I know you have studied about him, and, I, I, and now seem to be inviting him to be the Lord of your life. I beg you, Jane, please spend some time studying who Jesus is before you make your final decision. I was 44 years old when I decided to follow Jesus. Best decision I ever made. Eternity is a guarantee for all of us. I truly want you to be a part of mine. Okay. I never responded. I don't believe in God and I have a Hail Satan sticker along with I have a, I don't believe in God and have Hail Satan stickers on my car along with BLM, pro-choice and pride stickers. Okay. So Clearly, you're just as shouty. She is very Republican, and I know she's religious from casual conversations we've had at work. And she also knows that I am not a fan of mainstream religion from the same conversations. Those con conversations have never crossed the line before, but I really feel like this crosses the line. I want to call her out, but she's a year away from retirement, and I don't want her to get fired when she's that close. I would feel bad, but I don't know what to do if I should do anything. Um, well, she's not your boss anymore. So, I know your life sucks, but do you want to ruin hers? Clearly, she's a happy person and has a set of values, and you just are, you know, nihilistic, don't believe in God, you hail Satan. Okay, fine. The bumper sticker thing, never really a fan of, never really could deal with that. Um, she's just a religious person and she seems like she's very happy and maybe she wants you to think differently you don't have to think differently uh, you don't have to think like her but thinking differently wouldn't be a bad idea and I'm assuming that's right uh, let's see good morning Jane I wasn't my boss sent me this okay is it a she let me just double check, check something because I don't know if she is very Republican so it's two women okay so it's two women who obviously have opposing views on many different things. But 
while she was while you were working for her, she never crossed that line. But then, um, she wasn't working on your last day. Didn't get a chance to thank you for your time. She did that. She said she appreciated you staying. Then she's not your boss anymore. Send you an email. Okay. Well, she said her piece. You can either say your piece or you can just not say anything. But if you report this person, you're not uh, just some person who's BLM, pro-choice, and pride stickers. You're an actual piece of shit. So if you don't want to do any, if you just want to go on hating your life, that's perfectly fine. Go ahead and do that. However, please do not try to ruin somebody else's. Especially if they have done nothing wrong, which happens to be in this case. Let's move on to the next one. How can I exclude my teenage daughter from the family vacation I'm planning? I want to take my adult children and my grandsons, three tweens, on a vacation. Another of my adult children has a teen daughter who is very hard to be around. The teen granddaughter is grumpy and disrespectful to all, including her parents. I don't want to travel without my adult children and the other grandkids, kids, but I can't stand the teen daughter. We will suffer if we don't go on a family vacation, but if we allow the teen granddaughter to go, we will also suffer. Um, you don't want to constantly focus your all your time on people who annoy the piss out of you but aren't currently annoying the piss out of you just because they're there. However, if you are planning a family vacation, well, you're planning a family vacation, and look, teenage daughters are just fucking pain in the asses no matter what, okay? So that's to be expected. If you exclude her, I don't know what would be more damaging, if you include her or if you, well, there's no damage in including her to the to granddaughter. There can be damage if you exclude her. But, like, we don't want you to come because you're a bitch. That uh, is going to make things a lot worse. And, of course, uh, as far as the parents. So, I can't stand the teen daughter. We will suffer. Okay. The adult children who are the parents of this teen granddaughter need to keep her in check it is not your responsibility to look after her you can invite her and then you need to tell the adults that the adults of this daughter have your shit together handle her because we're not going to put up with it but we do want her to come we do want her to experience what life is like having a good time and being with family and blah 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 so she can come but it's your responsibility to handle it I think that's how I think that's the best course of action. Handle your shit, you can still come. Let's move on to the next one. How can I get my son and daughter-in-law who just had a baby to stop accepting support from my daughter-in-law's parents? My son, 29, got married in May. His wife, 25, was pregnant with their first child. Her parents insisted on the marriage and micromanaged the proposal. The baby reveal, bridal shower, and the wedding. Oh, so they, her parents insisted on the marriage and micromanaged the proposal, the baby, the reveal, the bridal shower, and the wedding. The couple now has a beautiful baby, but my daughter-in-law chooses to stay at her parents' house 
with my son rather than move into the beautiful home he renovated for them. I grant she had a difficult pregnancy, but she gave birth weeks ago and should be recovered by now. I have encouraged my son to move into their new house. Should I say something to his mother-in-law about giving the couple some independence? She's clearly the enabler. Um, well, she's a brand new mom, so you kind of want to just leave things be. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't want to agitate that. The be when you're like a a first time mom, or you are uh, actually just you you just had a child, and you're still like within the first few weeks of it. You really want to kind of like minimize the amount of emotional damage that you can do during this important time between the mother and father and the child. So you kind of want to just steer clear of that and let them do their thing. If the father wants to say something, he's he has every right to do so. Every right. Um, but it ain't for you. So just leave it be. Don't go off hinge on this. It's not your really responsibility. You built your life. You've built your life. Let them build theirs. I'm sure eventually she'll move in. I mean, where else is she going to go? He just renovated a whole goddamn house with his wife and his child. I'm assuming she's going to show up to the party eventually. If she's not, then we've got a bigger problem here. And I'm sure the son will absolutely handle it. Or he'll just sell the fucking house and call it good. So, you, you need to stay out of it. You know, you can monitor it, you can keep tabs on it, but you're not going to micromanage it because the other family apparently has, at least according to you. But leave it be. Leave it be for now. Let's move on to the next one. How can I get, how can I convince my 12-year-old daughter to shave her armpits? My 12-year-old daughter has always been somewhat counterculture in her style. She's very artistic and often wears clothes she has designed herself. Recently, we were swimming and noticed she has a lot of hair under her arms. Gross. I asked her mother if she explained how about shaving, and she had. Apparently, our daughter doesn't want to shave because she feels it's a social rule she doesn't want to follow. I get it, but I'm afraid the other kids are going to give her a hard time when they notice. I tried to convince her with gentle prodding and to consider shaving to no avail. I don't want to say just do it, but I think she should. Am I being unsympathetic? Am I supposed to just let her be her, even if it means she's unknowingly making her life more difficult um well yeah you let them go through that phase but if you aren't look first of all full disclosure i shave my armpits i shave my armpits i shave my chest i shave my legs okay and i shave my face i shave a lot okay as a former fitness competitor i shave all kinds of shit okay that's just kind of how it is makes you more aerodynamic when you're on stage that being said if I'm shaving my fucking armpits, this bitch should too. So she is 12 years old. She obviously wants to say no. She wants to be countercultured, and that's fine. You have every right not to shave your armpits, but you will also most likely get a fucking ribbing from the other girls in the school once they find out that you've got a goddamn rainforest under your armpits. That's going to be for her to have to traverse. That's her problem. And you know what? I'll be perfectly honest with you. Shaving your armpits is a fucking cakewalk. It's one of the easiest. That is one of the easiest things to do if you just keep up with it. So I don't know what her problem is. It, it probably just because she's 12 and she's an idiot. She's barely been on the planet. Um, so if I can do it and it's easy, then she can do it too. That's it. 
Don't need a wax, just need a Dollar Shave Club, you know, five blade razor, and next thing you know, you're clean as a whistle. How can I get rid of my neighbor's yard sign for a local political candidate who ran against my friend? I live in a mid-sized city in the South. I'm good friends with the mayor. He's a really great guy. And unlike most politicians, he doesn't have a dishonest bone in his body. He won re-elections two months ago, getting well over 50% of the vote in a crowded field and avoided a November runoff. Despite the fact one of my neighbors still has a, large, a lawn sign of my friend's main opponent, I have to drive past that stupid sign in every day, and it especially angers me because the opponent never called my friend to congratulate him. I was going to the election night party around midnight. It came clear he was going to get over 50% of the vote. He didn't want to give a speech until his main opponent conceded, but she didn't call that night. She still hasn't called. It wasn't even a dirty race. She just lacks character. I'm at a loss of what to do with my neighbor. I really hate that sign. I want it gone. I don't know the neighbor personally. I shouted hi from the street when my kids went to the door trick-or-treating one time. Please help. Um, eventually the sign, I wouldn't worry about it. Eventually the sign will go away. It shouldn't just sit there. I know there are some people who just have their signs up forever, but those are probably people you, you generally don't talk with on a daily basis. I really wouldn't worry about it too much. For the most part, most signs go away after like a couple months. So I would just expect it to disappear. Um, your friend won, congratulations. So there you go. I guess just take that as a win and try not to chew on the really small losses of somebody not wanting to clean up the front lawn. So I don't know what else to tell you. I just leave it alone. It's These are the little things that normally can drive you nuts. But in this case, um, I would just leave it be because that is the sign of a loser. That is somebody who lost. Okay. That's all. Just know that every time you drove by that, that person lost and your friend won. Okay. Anyways. Uh, we are at, I forget what time, probably like 45 minutes, I think. Uh, want to close up shop for this week. Um, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. If you guys need to know where to find me, you can find me on Rumble, YouTube, and on Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm, or you can find the audio version anywhere where podcasts are available. You know, Spotify, uh, you know, Podcast Addict, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere. Anchor, pretty sure Anchor. But in the meantime, Thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. And I'll talk to you all next week with another yawn. Then we're good. Okay, my God, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation.
Oh, man. 